From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matt. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This episode, we are talking about the 1979 Kung Fu Fever, also known as Black Dragon Fever, directed by Kim Shi Hyung and starring Dragon Lee, Ron Van Cleef, and Min Kyu Choi. Uh, this movie starts out with Bruce introducing his student, Ricky Chan, doing his finger technique, uh, you know, flashback <laughs> from the deadly fingers, um, getting a phone call from a girl asking about his finger book and then. Uh, having the standard funeral scene, leaving the rest of the movie for the cast of good and bad guys to search and battle for the finger book. Michael, when did you first see Kung Fu Fever, and what do you think of it? Kung Fu Fever was seen the first on. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know what that what that accent was, but it was uh, it's a little I Italian. Saw it, it was a little <laughs> bit, huh? It was. Uh, I saw that one actually on video. I um, the first time I saw it, I had to order. This was this was back way back in the day where I had to order videos um, out of magazines or newsletters that I was getting as a kid, you know. So. Um, I had gotten a VHS copy of it, but I had, as um, I had heard about the film really early on because one of the things I think I mentioned before that you know as a you know starving broke little child fan of these films, the only thing I could collect was cutting the the advertisements out of the newspapers of when the films were coming, and I had had an old issue of Variety. And there was a film market going on. The film markets are where the, the buyers and the sellers meet up a couple times a year, like Cannes, the most notable one. Um, but there's one called the American Film Market down in Los Angeles. And I guess Seraphim Karalexis was there. And they were selling a bunch of his films. And one of the films that was being sold was uh, The Return of Dragon Lee. Now, that's which is really kind of cool because I clipped this and I still have it. And it was an ad for Kung Fu Fever. But they were calling it at that time the return of Dragon Lee, and I think they were playing it off of the success the success they had had with the real Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. which you you know I know we haven't done yet. But um, and so that's how I had heard about it, and then later found out it was Kung Fu Fever and Ron Van Cleef, and that's how I got it. I'm glad you brought that up. So um, I'll throw that out there right now. I noticed that um, uh, Kim Shi Hyun has done a lot of what looks like a lot of Bruce Ploitation movies, or a lot of Bruce Ploitation sounding movies. A lot movies. of Dragon Dragon Lee movies, for sure. Okay, and well, yeah. the one obvious one, um, and you just brought it up, um, I found it on the list as the, the last Fist of Fury, but it's uh, um, also titled uh, The Real Bruce Lee. 
Right, and when we get when we do that particular, which I'm, I'm kind of holding off on a little bit because that's that's a that's a great one. Okay. Um, but that yeah, the last Fist of Fury was made in Korea. Seraphim Carolexis, who had been who had had some success with, uh, when was it like Duel of the Iron Fist? A couple of films that he had bought while he was over in in Hong Kong and brought them over to America and, mm-hmm. and made some money off of them. Went over there, found that movie, picked it up. Uh, actually, he had. He was while he was there. He'd even um, <laughs> found because he needed some publicity shots. Took photos of a cab driver that he had met while in Hong Kong, posing in front of like some you know sky background to use his publicity material for his movie. Oh, nice. But the guy, it was just a cab driver. Anyways, uh, just a little side note there. Uh, but anyways, he had picked that last Fist of Fury, brought it over, threw in a bunch of Bruce Lee footage that he had picked up as you know he'd bought as a, when he was a kid. Yada yada yada, and made the real Bruce Lee. That's why you're sort of seeing it as a, a hyphenated both, you know. But there is a, a version of it that exists. That's out. The 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 real Bruce Lee has Last Fist of Fury kind of truncated to about an hour or sixty five minutes or something like that. But there is a ninety minute version of the whole thing that you can that is available out there, but just hasn't been widely seen in you know any kind of distribution in the the U S. or outside of some international places. Okay. Well, the original title of this is. Jiang Mujibo. Oh, one word. I noticed um, a lot of the other titles, they have Jiang in them. I, 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 I tried to do some translation stuff. I couldn't find a thing. It's interesting um, that, yeah, it's kind of like, I wonder what it was like for Koreans going to see these movies. Um, you know, it's like a completely different thing than all, the, all of the titles they came up with for international markets were very obvious, like Bruce Lee to get, you know, people butts in the seats or whatever. Right. And, and and at this time, you know, when Thomas Tang and Joseph Lai and all of these guys, they like, well, in this case with Seraphim Karalexis after his the real Bruce Lee and his success with Ron and all that stuff, they they he was working with the Yangtze company, which was pulling films like this together in Korea. And he would sell them in the U.S. while they would handle their Korean and the Hong Kong rights. And, and in fact, there's you know, if you watch the two different versions, the the U.S. version, the dubbed English dub version of this film, and then you watch the Hong Kong or the Korean release, there there's some different. You know, there are some differences in the versions. Like that Bruce Lee stuff you were talking about in the in the beginning was what Seraphin put in when he got it for the U.S. You know that that the stuff with Bruce Lee talk pretending like they're watching Dragon Lee, and, and that's not even in any of the other releases. Neither is the scene with her talking to him on the phone. That stuff was was put in for the English speaking <laughs> languages, just to you know tie the the Bruce Lee stuff in. It does um, seem hilarious. Like there's like because okay, so we start out um, for the listener. If you haven't seen it, go go watch it. You can find it. Yeah, on Amazon Prime. Uh, my copy on Amazon Prime was hilarious because it was kind <laughs> of letterbox, but it still had like tracking issues. So it was obviously VHS tape. It was probably year tape, <laughs> Michael. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else got your tape, and yeah. Anyway, really funny. Uh, but it starts out, and it just shows pictures of Bruce Lee. It's like a little collage of of actual Bruce Lee, and then it shows like weird footage. It's not movie footage; it's just footage of Bruce Lee, and they've overdubbed it with him saying stuff that he wasn't saying. And it's things like, "Hey, everybody, check out my guy. His name is Ricky Chan, and he's doing my finger technique." And out of the blue, <laughs> like that happens, and then there's this phone call. It's a really odd exchange uh it's this woman and she says well i think it's uh, miss lou she says 
well, I'd like to get my hands on your book, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it sounds awesome. He said, well, come and join my class. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, no time. He's like, okay, hangs up. And then the next scene, it's like the funeral stuff. Like, that right, phone call quick. killed him. <laughs> the phone call, yeah. And I, what's so funny about that is he goes, okay, I'll send it to you. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, if that's all it would take, then these bad guys, all they needed to do is just call them up and say, can you send it to us? It yeah. seems kind of easy to get that book, you could know. You, could you make a copy of it for me? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, that the the stuff you're you the footage of Lee you were talking about again was that kind of widely used footage at the beginning uh, from the press conference from uh, Unicorn Palm, oh. which was his friend's you know film that he came on and helped choreograph that hotel that and then and in fact when I was in Hong Kong not this recent trip but the the year prior we went to that hotel which is still there where they held the press conference so we went down to the room where they had it. But um, oh, that awesome. you, you, they'll stick that footage in. Uh, you know, you'll see it popping up a few times. You know, All right. you've you've co- you've convinced me. I'm going to make my own now. <laughs> yeah, there you go, <laughs> Matthew Whitaker. I'm so happy to have you here. How's your finger technique? I'm told there is a video. Like there is a video online on YouTube. I think it's from Bruce's fingers where somebody took every time that word Bruce's finger technique <laughs> and they put it on a, it's like 30 seconds straight of everybody saying Bruce's finger technique, Bruce's finger. I love that. I love it. Cause uh, yeah, that was the one thing that stood out for me when we first watched it is it was kind of the way they'd say it. And they'd say it a little bit differently each time. Like sometimes it would just be about the finger book and sometimes Bruce's fingers. I don't know. It's really funny. And well, this movie really called it out. Um, I, I want to say, so I I, had, I liked this movie, um, even though I feel like we have like jumped into pure exploitation. We have that stuff at the beginning, and it's kind of like okay, Bruce is awesome. But the first fight, uh, we have uh, Ron Van Cleef, and he comes out, and it's it, I can't it, I almost had trouble believing that he knew English. <laughs> He's he's <laughs> saying the most ridiculous stuff. So he meets Bruce Lee's student out in a field, and he says something to him along the lines of like, um, "Like I need to fight you or something." And the, the the Bruce Lee student, he's like, "Tell me, Ron, here I have it here. Tell me, Ron, why the hell do we have to fight this way?" And Ron says, "I've got to show you that I'm the best fighter in the whole world." And then the student says, "But I've never challenged that, so why should we fight?" And Ron says, "To show you how I fight." And the poor guy was like, all right. And then he totally gets his ass kicked. <laughs> to which the weirdest exchange I've ever seen in my in, the, in my life, there are just some guys like, well done, Ron. You're the greatest. And this is Ron saying, you heard him. I am. I am. Ask Bruce Lee's student there. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, Ron, you're the number one guy. <laughs> He's like, yes, I am. I mean, and, and you know what's weird is that the trans what you're the dubbing is not that far off from the trans the English okay. translations. I think they probably just borrowed from the the sheet and just went off of that because it's not that it's not that different. Okay. But they but I, I don't even know if you mentioned this yet. But for anybody that's kind of wondering what the hell this movie's about, it's pretty simple because you've got this Bruce Lee dies and this this book this manual the MacGuffin of the movie is is being tossed around somewhere somebody's got it and all you've got like four or five different people trying to find the book and the whole movie is just about these people trying to find this book and and the dedicated students and friends of bruce lee trying also trying to find it yeah. and protect it at the same time and that's essentially the the movie and ron van cleef of course in this case being the bad guy yeah and it was interesting to see him as a bad guy so you know i really liked the original black dragon's revenge i like how um it, it was really like hey Ron, I need you to come and, you know, 
help our friend and they never say Bruce's name and they just but but it's like kind of it really felt like we love Bruce Lee and we're trying to figure out how he died and he's so on Bruce Lee's side because he's his friend and then um Black Dragon's Revenge got just really weird it got into drugs and you don't see him for half the film like he shows up only in the last half so then this one he's a bad guy and again there are dubs of people you know chinese and it all makes way more sense do you think that was actually his voice Ron yeah that is his voice okay. that's his voice i mean he and again because remember when this came over to the u.s you had sarah from carol Alexis who was you know involved with it and of course him and ron were close and they did a number of movies so he probably just said come in and dub your own voice because yeah. he's trying to market it to you know his fan base that he was trying to promote at that time you know in the the states so probably having his voice was what you know helped that I would have just made up my. That. I would have made up my own stuff. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, I'll yeah. show you some of my finger stuff. <laughs> Not, yeah, I am the best. <laughs> now the other thing that's kind of interesting in the beginning of that is how they have, and uh, Dragon Lee first appear outside of that opening thing where he's doing that demonst- you know, doing that that martial arts form. Yeah, he just kind of like appears and he's just standing in the grass in Bruce Lee's <laughs> tracksuit, and it's very like I always. <laughs> took it as being very like the spirit of bruce lee has just arrived you absolutely know what I mean? absolutely he, yeah. there's no reason for the jumpsuit the check there's not he's just there <laughs> and, the, and it kind of bookends the movie with it but it's like which they probably just shot that at the same time but they the oh, idea of him just standing there in that that the tall grass and he's like kind of appears and then and he's like going friend like the ghost and it's just very it's just such an odd little moment but it's i i think it was meant to have that that sort of feel to it yeah. Um, I think this is only my second Dragon Lee movie. And you've mentioned on more than one episode that he is the king of Bruceisms. And my list is quite long. When we get there, we're not there yet. But um, <laughs> I, I finally understood in this one. I'm like, okay. Like, when you compare this to, like, Bruce Lai or, I don't know, um, Tong, Tong Lang, uh, just nothing like it. This is, like, straight up. He watched all the movies and he practiced it all. And he's going to do it. You know, and he he knew that, you know, it's like he when I was talking to him about this, he goes, you know, they 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 really wanted to see Bruce Lee. And so I just gave him that, you know, and of course, he he gives it to him without he's unabashed about it. He just he just fully takes it to another level. And and again, we're dealing with a movie this particular year of like, you know, 78, 79 was, I think, the most prolific year for Dragon Lee's film output. I think he did like seven or eight movies in this, you know, year, year and a half. So. He was cranking them out at this time, and and um, and uh, so you know here he, this was you know this was his moment to be that guy, and this is still kind of early on. We're talking you know five years removed from Bruce Lee's passing, right. and it so they were late. still it feels yeah late because we've most of the ones we've done have been early or seventies, you know right. Well, yeah. you're I mean you're right in a sense it is. I mean because it, it you know we the, these films and the, within the next five years would start to pitter into some you know very strange manifestations and then just be gone you know so yeah. this was kind of a midpoint but we still are at the tail end of let's solve bruce lee's death which you know as we get in and exit the dragon and the tiger which we get in you know the bruce lee's uh, bruce's deadly fingers etc you know and 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 then we talked about in the dynamo episode where it kind of gets to this place where they're now like oh bruce lee died okay moving on you know um but yeah. here, you know, here that gets brought. How many times are we hearing? Oh, Bruce Lee died. Got sad. Bruce Lee died. It's that you know. You hear this processing that's going on in their own sort of odd way, just constantly talking about God. Bruce Lee died, and that even you were talking about the um, the funeral footage. That funeral footage mm-hmm. again was 
in this was in the U.S. version. It's not, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not in the Hong Kong, you know, the international, the Chinese versions of the film. It just kind of cuts quickly to, you know, uh, Dragon Lee at that altar and bowing like he's at the funeral, and then it's done. But you know, with with Seraphine's version, you know, to get a couple shots of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, my my whole experience with Bruce Poitation prior to you and I uh, going down this rabbit hole was the 80s kind of stuff, and none of that gave a crap about Bruce. It was really just kind of emoting Bruce to emote Bruce so we could all wink at each other, you know, things like they call me Bruce, or uh, we once, uh, I shared that video with you from uh, uh, Police Academy. You know, it's just... It's so so much a parody and not anything to do with uh, remembering Bruce or. Well, right, and that's kind of what these exploitation films. That's why they have a finite, you know, space and time. You know, because you can't today make black exploitation films without them being a parody. You don't make. Um, you know, right. ex- Bruce exploitation films today without them being a parody. There, you know, you, once you have a, uh, you know, because at a time exploitation was about selling X, Y, or Z to an audience, exploiting it, you know, milking it for whatever it's worth, and then it's going to get to an endpoint, and after that endpoint, you can't really go back and do it again. You're, all you're going to do is make fun of it. You know, I mean, that's why Black Dynamite with Michael Jai White. You know, mm-hmm. it's a a par- It's you can say yeah, black exploitation, but it's not really. It's a it's a parody of black exploitation. Yeah. And so, by you, you know, with the Police Academy and My Name Is Bruce and some of those films that did come out, by at that point, you're you're done. You're just now all you can do is make jokes of what once was Bruce exploit, you know, the the Bruce exploitation films. Yeah, or worse, you get things that are like biopics, but they don't actually tell the real story, like Birth of the Dragon or the Dragon Bruce Lee story. You know, I, I, don't, I actually think I have that name wrong. I'm thinking of the one called the dragon or whatever where he broke his back and stuff where right no dragon the bruce lee story yeah Yeah, that was the one jason scott lee and and then and then birth the dragon was the the recent one you're talking about that came out yeah Yeah. so it's one or the other you're either gonna parody or you're gonna um i guess i we have to tell the wrong story but but i guess who knows the right story i feel like i finally well you know it's interesting (laughs) i i mean i know i'm getting a little off on a tangent and i'll just do it for a minute it's like i i actually had a project that i was trying to put together that was literally about what birth of the the period of birth of a dragon was mm-hmm. about, which is that fight with Wong Jock Man and and that whole period in Oakland, because that's you know where I grew up and I knew a bunch of those people and the people that knew Bruce and trained with him. And I thought it'd be interesting to do a story not about Bruce Lee, but through his friends, you know, and the people that knew him, which I think this was sort of in a weird way trying to do, but it so much took this fantasy of this. You know, like he's here. He is in Oakland. I, you know, I don't know if you saw the movie, but I I'm did. assuming you did. Yeah. So here he is in Oakland. You know, actually making movies. He wasn't making movies when he was there. He was a struggling kung fu teacher. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. start making movies until like, years what? later. I'm like, what he's movie already a is movie that star, to be, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and then you've got you know this thing with Wong Jock Man coming over, and everybody's like talking about it like some big news. It's like no, nobody really knew who he was. <laughs> and there's the gangster stuff, and I just think if it had stayed just real, it still would have been a really interesting story. But they just chose to. And I know this. I know Shannon was, you know, just like, oh, this is terrible, and she said so publicly. And mm-hmm. I mean, the production value of the movie was there; it was great. And and you know, um, what's his name? Is it Philip? I, I'm blanking on his name. Who plays Bruce Lee? No, awesome. Yeah. His, awesome. His martial arts were terrific. Yeah, he's great. But it's just, and the, like I said, the production value was great. It's just, good lord, man, they just bit it on the. Anyways, but but in regards to what you're saying, like with films like this in this time period, you know, you have. You know, you are we're in the thick of the Bruce Lee exploitation films, but they are starting to move past 
you know, we're just because game. You got to keep in mind too. Game of Death was just coming out around this point. You oh, know, game, interesting. And so, it was in this time frame that you were still like utilizing this idea of Bruce Lee footage being used, and maybe this is the movie that's got you know. So sticking Dragon Lee in that yellow and black, you know, tracksuit. You know, there's you know some thought process in that. Like they're going to see this, and maybe they're going to think this is where that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, footage might lie. But um, yeah, you know, this is this that this is that film that's stuck right in that period, that transitional period, kind of where it's just about to peek out and then start trying to find other footing. Okay, yeah, it makes makes perfect sense. And and Ron Van Cleef here, uh, kind of finishing out. Oh, one thing I noticed in the credits, um, I also noticed it on, I believe, Internet Movie Database. In the opening credits, there's a guy in his name, Bruce Ree, <laughs> R H E E. Do you have any idea who? Right. Bruce Ree well, is? that is Dragon Lee. Okay. Somebody's making a mistake. That's who, you know, he's sometimes, and I have, uh, like I said, when I, some of these clippings that I have, these advertisements, um, have that as his name. You'll see the, there's a few films, okay. a few posters where it still says Bruce Ree on it. And, but this film, you're right, did get that. Okay. So times. Internet Movie Database has Dragon Lee top build, and then like halfway down the list is Bruce Ree. Same guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's the clone of Dragon Lee. That's wonderful. In fact, oh, I, I actually just clicked Bruce Ree. The only movie he's credited in as Bruce Ree is Kung Fu Fever. So, okay. Easy enough. But yeah, I, I kind of thought that. I put a little note next to that in my notes of Bruce Ree. Is that Dragon Lee? Yeah. It is. It is indeed. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because back on this finger technique thing, what's f- funny about this is they bring up in the story how this finger technique which you know we all know that there wasn't i don't think bruce lee ever said the word finger technique <laughs> again and i don't know if we talked about this we did fingers but you know how we there's a good chance that this idea of the fingers came from the big boss since that's how he killed uh yeah the big boss at the end of the film if 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 there's going to be any correlation to anything that would be it but um here they mention that she, I guess Miss Lu mentions that it's it's a combination of Tai Chi and, and Wing Chun, yeah. you know, which is interesting because those <laughs> two arts are Bruce Lee's first real arts in his life. You know what I mean? His dad studied Tai Chi and, and Bruce Lee, of course, with Wing Chun. So it's kind of interesting. They stuck that in as the as the basis for this finger technique, which. Before I forget, if you think about it, what's different from Bruce's fingers and, and this when in regards to this this finger technique thing, it's really a MacGuffin here because we don't ever – he never like pulls the book out and goes through a training period and learns it. You know what right. I mean? He's like just, it's book. just sort of like, oh, here's the book. We find it and then that's it. It's sort of like – it just be, it was sort of a means to get everybody together to fight. Oh, and I'll throw out two other things. First off, uh, Miss Lou – says it's the best for women because <laughs> you know right yeah but that i think comes from i think that comes from the wing chun because wing chun was invented by a woman i'm oh, assuming okay I like that's that. what the, the connection is okay and the second thing it also has to do with um something sent to bruce lee from the shaolin monks right yeah so that's right. it, it's got way more lore than it did in bruce's deadly fingers like it's we're getting deeper and there is a scene in this where um dragon is fingering the hell out of um well who who is he killing i don't think i don't think it's i don't think it's baldy but he's getting some he's fingering his chest (laughs) and he's fingered his stomach i mean he's because he already knows the technique from the beginning remember he's well when he's fighting well he i think he's first off dragon lee doesn't even fight for like a half hour into this film (laughs) right and then pretty much the first three or four fight scenes are all done next to his car before it's totally destroyed but it's um 
he's uh, the, he's doing that on the the Japanese guy. What's his name? I forget the Japanese the Japanese master. I'm yeah, exactly. His I don't know. They're fighting on the bridge. That's where he kind of whips out his uh, finger technique on him. So yeah, I love that, uh, and it, I'm glad you brought it up. The, I can't figure out who the hell is who in this film. I know who Dragon Lee is. I know who Ron Van Cleef is. Um, I don't know the real name of Miss Lou. She was awesome. I just loved her. I mean, this whole... She's probably the best element of this film. This badass chick on a motorcycle. I mean, her opening scene where she comes in the field, she's like zooming around for no reason and kind of circling the dude. And then she finally pulls off her helmet and he's like, oh, it's you, Miss Lou. He's like, oh, cool. Like... All of that was for nothing. And yeah, she stays awesome throughout it. That's, I'm going to stop it. I want to hear your favorite scene before we ruin favorite scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know where we're going with this. <laughs> Is, well, I, I, now I'm thinking we're going to, I hope we'll see if we get the joint scene. I, I love, well, I mean, though I, I admit, I, I like the, the, um, the fight scene where, where the first fight scene with Dragon Lee, where he's, Using his finger technique on Ironhead's bald technique, you know his bald head <laughs> yeah. technique. That's oh that's some great choreography there. The the motorcycle fight's pretty good because she runs over that guy's <laughs> bloody stomach in the in the scene, right? I mean, yeah. she they run a motorcycle over that guy. I'm I'm almost positive. It was so beautiful. Um. So, what was your favorite scene before we we? Okay. If um. Oh, I, so. There's this great scene where there's a bunch of girls in a pool frolicking. Oh, right. No, I'm right. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, seriously. Um, I you love and the, your favorite scene, in the, this is the girls in the pool, and your favorite scene, the dragon lives again, was the girls in the pool. So I know how I know what you're seeing. That is the crossover. Um, and then um, I'll, spoiler alert, people, coming up is Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> and there's, Challenge of the Tigers. there's some girls in a pool. Um, oh, no, anyway. Um, my favorite is, but probably the like my favorite action sequence is the tag team of Dragon Lee and Miss Lou. But definitely Miss Lou, either the first scene, eh, it's definitely the battle motorcycle battle scene. It's just just delicious. Yeah. So she. It's, well, she, there's an interesting. You mean so her her scene? You mean that same scene was, or just yeah. you're saying her no, in general? No, no. Yeah. You said it. like yeah. I when I wrote it down, I just was going to tie them all together because she doesn't get a lot of time on the motorcycle. And my favorite scene is really her on her motorcycle. I mean, she's even driving Dragon Lee around and you know chasing after people and then attacking them with her motorcycle. Like that was a thing. Like that was like her. That was her third leg. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she used she used it pretty well in this. I yeah. mean, whoever or whoever was really riding that bike, um, right? But yeah, there's a scene for those who haven't seen it. There's a scene where she Dragon's about to get his ass handed to him, and then she shows up on the motorcycle and starts nailing all these guys, and it's a, it's a it's pretty funny. Yeah, which is th- this plays on the heels, which is great. You know how they do this. You know, a car has just gone off the edge of a cliff with Ron Van Cleef in it. It's blown up. And then he shows up 10 minutes later with a, a headband, like a white headband with no blood on it around his head. So, you know, we've got Dragon Lee's injured and he's injured. So it was kind of a good way to do it since they're both now messed up and they get to fight each other again for the final time at the end. Yeah, or actually, never, for the first time, they didn't fight. I've never seen point, a but. bullet wound in a leg get healed quite like that. Oh, yeah. And the way she's digging around, she brings him in. She picks his leg up and drops it on the table and digs around in it. Exactly. The, in the, you, don't, you don't see it in the American version, but... After that scene is done, the, it cuts to her coming back with food, 
And then Dragon Lee comes up to her and says a few lines to her and starts grabbing her and then pulls her into a kiss and they start making out. But uh, oh. that that was kind of taken from the American. There's a there's a number of drag for those who have seen the only the English dub version of this. If you you know if you get into the movie and you're like God, I love this movie so much, I want to see more. Then the Chinese version does have about I'd say probably four to five minutes of other you know scenes added scenes into it that this doesn't have. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it was kind of strange the ending lines, like he's like, like we're okay, we won. I love you. She says, "I love you." <laughs> I know. Off of that one kiss, I was like, "Well, and I didn't. We never even saw a kiss on my right." Version. That well, no, that's yeah, the, yeah, it's so true in this version. Yeah, that's like right. wait, so okay, well, you kicked a lot of ass. I mean, she was she was kind of a brute, and nah, whatever. It was your now, favorite. What's, well, the, well, that was it. The motorcycle oh, was good. it. I think that yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you because just because she runs the guy over, yeah. I just was that okay. just you know. But um, I was going to say on uh, what, what's interesting also about this movie, or just silly about it, is the fact that the person that got Bruce Lee's finger book is the one guy that just is totally not interested in kung fu through the whole movie. <laughs> right. And the poor bastard ends up dead in a suitcase, which is the other crazy thing in this movie. Remember, he pulls him uh, out of the trunk and he's so wrapped sad. up. I mean, it's such a way to go. And then he doesn't cut, and then he's just beating the guys up that did it, and they're right below him on the bridge, and he should go after him and kill him, but he doesn't. Oh, my God. Anyways, I have to bring know. out the, the Ron scene. Okay, so he's like, um, you're going to, you know, overseas. You're going to, I, I don't know where the hell they were. Were you going over there? And he's like, earlier in the movie, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Right. And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, you bring back that finger book, and I'll give you $10,000, and you won't refuse. And then there's like a pause. He's like, well, what if I do? So it's time to fight. So they're fighting and everything's just kind of going. And for some reason, Ron Van Cleef pulls out, uh, you know, this like throat cutting thing. What do you what, what do you call that? A garret. Okay. A garret. I mean, so, yeah. Okay. With the so he wire. pulls out a garret and he strangles and murders the jam, murders the guy. And like, it's not enough to just kick his ass because he's not saying he's going to sell you the finger book that he doesn't even have yet. But you're going to go ahead and murder him. Well, this actually, this movie is such a great example of, and I'm not saying there's any social commentary here. I just think it's this laziness it, of how many people are killed in this film and nobody cares. Nothing happens. Ron Van Cleef's dead in the other room and, and remember he kills him and yeah. then he just goes to lie down and take a rest. And she goes, go rest. I'm going to go get some food or go do whatever. And, and then he's dead in the next room. And it's the same thing with that. He finds the guy in the suitcase. <laughs> It's like, oh, he's dead. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah, he shook his and, shoulder and, a bit. Like, yeah, and people are just dying in this left and right, and nobody. There's no cops. There's no. It's it's just moving on, you know. So it is pretty. It is pretty funny that way. I have to say, I was shocked when when uh, Ron murdered the dude because I'm like, wait, you guys were just having like a, a disagreement. I've seen enough of these movies to know that these disagreements can be, you know, settled out by somebody getting their ass kicked. And it could be bad, and you could even potentially die from all of the punches and shit to your body. But pulling out this this Garrett and just strangling the hell out of him. Anyway, I think it was yeah, it was a setup because then he actually pulled it out again to try to kill Dragon Lee, or I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> what's his name, R- Randy, Ricky, Ricky Chan, yeah, Ricky, Jan. Ricky, and Ricky. Uh, oh my God, all the the crotch stuff on this. The first well, that's interesting. Now, now, think about that. That's the other thing about this is that 
Ron Van Cleef is like the crotch master in this because that's <laughs> his been, that's his death his death attacks and even with the guy on the that you were talking about who he kills he does that weird thing with his legs where he spreads them closes oh. them spreads them closes oh. them spreads oh them. yeah you have to stop right there I'm just that scene in particular first off he like <laughs> massages them he like grabs his shoulders all the way down his body massage 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 down their legs and then for some reason yeah spreads the legs closes them <laughs> it's just you get it the idea of the massages they're supposedly acupressure pressure points he's supposedly hitting all the deadly points yeah, to start I, I didn't get that i did not get that <laughs> i thought we were going into like i was waiting for him to go like whoop 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 and poke him in the eyes or, yeah it comes close yeah <laughs> okay so um i've got a couple more the x-ray shots what the right. hell i mean that was straight was out of street fighter. street fighter and you'll yeah. see it a couple of times i think actually in uh I think in the one word, the other one we're talking about doing, yeah, you're, you're going to see that that borrowed and stole a few times, but yeah, that's oh, right, the X-ray shots. I love it because it wasn't even an X-ray. Well, I guess it kind of was. X-ray just... shots being <laughs> everybody knows what we're talking about. Sometimes I think we start babbling and people are like, "What are they talking about?" Where he, a punch is made and then it just cuts to what we are being sold as an X-ray of the guy's head and we see the brain and it's just sort of fluctuate. His skull is <laughs> lighting up and I don't even know what it's doing. It's not like. It's doing anything. It just sort of vibrates, I guess. Yeah. So in Street Fighter, when uh, Terry Tsuruki did it, um, it you know like he would punch somebody, and they would kind of like try to show what's actually happening under the skin. So you felt like, oh shoot, he really can punch. And in this case, it was like a punch, and then it would just show this like skull, and it had like some orange stuff. <laughs> well, the, the the actually, believe it or not, in a Jet Li movie, I think it was. Yes. Um, which one was it? The oh, I one. Think it was the, uh, I think it was the one. Ali, um, with, what's her name? Aliyah or whatever. The one that died in the plane crash. You yeah, know that. It was the, yeah. It, I, okay, Street Fighter was the first time I saw it. That was the first time I ever saw it. Good. It was the first time it was done. Yeah. It was like he, he'd punch, and just like you're saying, he would like go and they'd show the X-ray of the bone and the bone shattering, and it was yeah. Like, so then you're like Jet Li is better than everyone. Well, we've got a great one you'll eventually at one point get to see in a Bruce Lee movie where it literally the x-ray shot is like lifted from a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's it's <laughs> I mean I, I mean and when I say that, I'm not trying to make it funny. I mean, I think they really pulled it out of a cartoon because it's like a cartoon skull cracking open and it is hilarious. I love it. Well, I I mean again, I'm saying a lot of um I'm pulling out a lot of stuff cuz this movie did it. Uh but it, it it's still a great movie. A really fun movie. Um, I think what this one's missing is any kind of like real semblance of martial arts. There's like the very standard kind of block punch thing, but then they just do wimpy it's, stuff. You know what? It's the choreography in this. I think you know there's some elements where I you know give them credit sometimes where they try to go out on a limb and you know, but but it's you know, and as we know, there's those two the two sort of comic relief to the film it plays very dark and serious through most i mean i say serious in the sense that it's not well done serious per se but it's sort of serious in tone but then you've got these two guys that come in and there's this kind of humor that gets played often in this director's films kim c hyun's films with with dragon lee where it just kind of has this bizarre three stooges like spinning around like when they're they're falling unconscious those two guys you know who i'm talking about yeah the, the two that work for mr ma i guess and they're always getting beat they they get beat by every single person in this <laughs> they, they fight and then they lose every single time oh my god baldy when he's attacking with his head <laughs> right and that's that was like one of my favorite scenes with yeah. him and uh, dragon lee me too um but um they uh 
anyway, so yeah, I mean, there, there's this kind of weird humor that gets kind of, you know, stuck into these films every once in a while. Just you're never really sure where to go with it. But the the fights, like you're saying, they're not, you know, clearly Dragon Lee's putting in some, you know, when he starts fighting, you can tell he's not just walking through it. I mean, he's a pretty intense guy. And it's still to this day, he's really intense. You know, when I was spending some time with him in his office, he was like wanting to take pictures like where we're, you know, fighting each other. And he was like (laughs) getting into it and really, you know, so he's got all, he's, he's still got a lot of energy, but he, um, even in this film, I think you're right. It's when we get into some films like Glass Fist of Fury, as crazy as the movie is, as silly as it is, it, the choreography in it's pretty great. I mean, it's got some dynamic yeah. moments in it. And what a badass. So you're right. Yeah, there's it's, this one's a little odd, and, and and there's a few of Dragon Lee's films that kind of have this uh, this sort of choreography. Well, I threw out, I think it, you said it, and I didn't get it until you said it. Um, like, <clears throat> I could not explain why Ron was grabbing the guy like that. Like, it really did look like somebody kind of just pinching a guy a bunch of times but yeah i guess most people would have explained yeah pressure points like they just got that like yeah and i think in uh, yeah over there it would make sense you know what i mean (laughs) i still think there is an element to the character of ron where they're giving him sort of the dirty fighting moves Mm -hmm. he's the you know he's the american he's the black guy he's the you know what i mean so he's gonna be the bad guy and they're bringing him in and and like making the the you know the, the the American be the real you know and that's why Dragon Lee when he's fighting him he gets him with that kicking him in the nuts. Yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. So. Oh, okay. So last bullet point I have before we get to our second section of Bruceisms, and I'm going to ask you about a second um, subsection. But um, so we we needed to go shirtless just like Bruce Lee, and he's wearing the tracksuit. So what do you do? <laughs> So he had to, like, take off the top of the tracksuit and just kind of let it flop kind of around his waist. Because, you know, there's no pants and shirt here. You don't just take off your shirt, but you need to show off your awesome Bruce Lee physique and your Dragon Lee. Anyway, I, I just cracked Well, that, me. but no, but that is, and that's how Bruce Lee didn't enter the dragon. Because what, you know, he had in the dragon was a black tracksuit. And so he pulls it, the top off and wraps it around his waist because okay. it was a one piece. Yeah. So that's, when he's in the I mean, here he, Right, so it's the exact same tracksuit, okay. which I owned as a kid. They were for sale on the back of uh, Black Belt Magazine, thirty four ninety five. <laughs> I bought both the yellow and black tracksuit and the, the black one. And I used to wear it to school. I have pictures of me in high school wearing this freaking black tracksuit, thinking I was pretty cool. And I just look back on it going, oh, what a lame I must have looked like in that thing. Uh-huh. And it was so hot, and it was this terrible, like, polyester. And Michael, anyways, I used to wear... Um, a ninja costume. <laughs> Did you? Well, hopefully, like in grade school, not high school, like me. No, no, that was not in high school. You're right. <laughs> I mean, in all, in all, it was just in, in my, you know, in my defense, it was freshman year, so I, I, I grew up a little bit by the time I was, you, you know, sophomore. Okay. Um, I just got a call from all of our listeners. We need a picture of that, and we need to put it up. I have it. I, I have a shot, and I'm standing in br- the the black tracksuit. Yeah purchased off the back of a i'll I'll give it to you it's pretty good you gotta give it to me i gotta put that up there so everyone can see because that is hugely impressive (laughs) (laughs) okay are you ready for my brucisms i um yeah i guess i'm ready for them let's hear them okay so the hair of course he's got the bruce hair big black poof hair um interesting one i don't know if you'll give me this one but instead of the the um slide projector slideshow they have photographs 
He's going right. through okay. the photos. Oh, right. in their hands. Correct. Yeah. There you go. I don't. I, I feel like maybe they just didn't like have access to that technology, so they had to do it a different way. But it's pictures of Ricky and you know, yeah. And Bruce Lee's student. Yeah. Oh, right. There's a great picture of Bruce Lee standing with Dragon Lee that they didn't that Photoshop. I guess back in those days, you glued them together. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> um, tracksuit, of course, as we just talked about. Uh, the meowing. Uh, lots of it, actually. More so than, I think, any other film we've done up to this point. You know. Yeah. Just... Oh, with his, his voice, you mean? Yeah. 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 You'll get that, actually. His his dubbing will be pretty consistent. You'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear it quite a bit. Yeah. This has, this was filled like in between punches. <laughs> like way more <laughs> than Bruce. Like he, it was Bruce times 10. Um, uh, the, the face thing, uh, looking serious and then shaking your head a little bit because like you're ready to fight. It's such a Bruce thing. It's like, it's one of my favorite Bruce things when Bruce and what it. he does, right? What, and Bruce would, if you'd watch the Bruce Lee movies, when he would have that little subtle moment of he just, it was a, more like an an emotion for him, like it was a way of his right. emoting a moment or intimidating the guy he was fighting. But with Dragon Lee, it's almost like he's communicating. <laughs> it's almost like he stops and he does these things with his faces and he flips his hands around, and he moves them in these, and you're like, what is he trying to tell me right now? Is this sign language? Yeah. And that's so funny about Dragon Lee is how he takes those, those things of Bruce, and that's why this Bruce Blitation stuff can be so funny is is that they don't really quite get what it was for. They just go, wow, that was great. Let me do it even bigger, and it'll look <laughs> like it even more. Totally. Um, the footwork, of course. Uh, right. Lots of jogging around. Um, you know, one thing that Dragon Lee does better than I think anyone is the Bruce grin. I think it's his thing because he doesn't actually look like Bruce at all, except when he does the grin. It's just sort of that a cocky little smile. Yeah, 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 you got it. Uh, he did the standard stuff, the um, hand in the air, like come towards me, yeah, mm -hmm. signaling, waving, and he did the fist crush. And of course, my final one, Nunchaku against uh, Ron right before they for some reason he stopped using them because he was kind of winning with them then he's like uh ron pulled up this weird thing i think it was some sort of exercise thing yeah he tries to hit him with it yeah 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 well now it's interesting to point out on that note again the nunchaku it's it this is that exact weapon that we saw in the dragon the hero which is not really a nunchaku nunchaku is two sticks joined by a chain See, i couldn't tell in my well, copy it's, this is this is him with the the same weapon he had and i talked to godfrey ho about this and they would just discuss they wanted to try to come up with a weapon that wasn't that was reminiscent of the nunchaku uh. because but it'd been it was being done to death at that point they thought okay if we pull this out again it's going to be a little bit too much so they came up somebody came up with i don't know who exactly this idea of having it be a, a thumb ring like a like your key the ring on your keychain connected to a chain from so so you got it wrapped on your your thumb goes through the hole then mm -hmm. it's a chain dangling off that instead of keys you've got one stick and he got pretty good with this this piece of equipment clearly when you watch him but he uses it here and then he used it in the dragon the hero so it wasn't actually a nunchaku it was his that that sort of weird weapon that they you know made in in dragon hero and then he just sort of kept it for this nice because in this uh first viewing i'm like eh, it's not a nunchaku but then i watched it a second time and i'm like yeah it could be <laughs> i couldn't quite 
get it, but it it had the action of a yeah otaku, yeah, yeah it was close enough, but yeah. it's it's missing a stick yeah absolutely yeah. all right so my second section um, blue exploitation crossover um, this these are things that uh, relate to other ones we've watched to this point um, so right off the top the funeral scene at the beginning. All right. Yeah. Number two, the finger book. I don't know if these are the only two with a finger book. There's one more. There's <laughs> one more coming up a little later with another with okay. the book gets into play. But. That's wonderful. Uh, investigation into Bruce Lee's death. Uh, big theme throughout any of them that Bruce exists as part of the plot. Right. And but it's important to note with this one, too, that is brought up. But then they never nobody's yeah. trying to figure it out. It's brought up like, oh, that was weird. It's weird. He died. How you know, but this is an example of where it's there's no investigation. We got to figure it out that that, you know, plays in some of these films like Eggs of the Dragon or or what have you. But this is one of the cases where it's not right. Yeah, you know. they just brought it up. Uh, you know, somebody said, well, we should figure out why Bruce Lee died. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, Miss Lou is kind of a Betty Ting kind of character <laughs> even though they don't really do that but they you know the phone call in the beginning like they're right yeah and that's like you said it it's the american release where they're putting all these things in there so you can kind of like tie it together with other stuff that you may have watched years yeah. before yeah and, and it's the, interesting because the building that prior to her on the phone with him in the beginning they shoot show this building and they kind of pan across it. Now, granted, it's a little bit of a stretch, but it still is, is that there's a lot of similar buildings to this in, in Hong Kong and Kowloon. But her, you know, her apartment building, which I went and saw when I was there, it does look a lot like that. So you're, you're not probably that far off when you're when you're bringing that up. But I think it's probably more just by chance that it happened to be that way. I wonder. I wonder if they don't know these things from the other ones, because, you know, they'd all seen fingers. So they're like, well, right. like, how do we? Yeah, nah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then finally, uh, the opening sequence. The, this is not the only one that starts with Bruce Lee pictures and not the only one that also starts with. Uh, usually it's a little different. Like it just shows our hero doing Kung Fu. But they set it up in this one that, okay, in this case, Dragon Lee is doing the finger technique. And then you just get to watch him being a badass for five minutes as they run through the right well that and again if you watch the international the subtitled version it it's just him doing the kung fu then it cuts right from that to the the you know the nightclub where the girls are dancing and he says i want bruce lee's you know finger technique oh god that was so ridiculous so the dance yeah that was good yeah so they had all these like uh what do you call those dancers uh it's it's, burlesque kind of like burlesque nightclub dancers on stage yeah, in his nightclub yeah, yeah. And i was thinking more like the rockets because they're not really, oh right they're uh-huh. not even like like wearing skimpy stuff but the first conversation was like how do you think the dancers look and the guy's like oh they look awesome and the other guy's like it'd be better really? if they were topless <laughs> yeah that's right he says something about knockers and yeah that he's like uh you know lynn over there she's got a hot set of knockers and like the boss is like what that was great great. yeah they go they go back to those dancers a few times in the story so all right so uh next up let's talk about some news i wouldn't call it news but you just went on a trip uh let's hear about that yeah went um went uh, back to taiwan and hong kong to um spend some time with um lee so nam director of a number of our favorite movies, Hot, Cool, and the Vicious, Eggs of the Dragon, mm-hmm. and the Tiger, um, and Godfrey Ho, who who's worked on The Dragon, the Hero, we were just talking about, and you know his, na- his name has been plastered on many a poster. Um, yeah. And then, of course, um, 
Mr. Bruce Lai. You know, I went out to um, took a long day trip out to where he lives out in the far reaches of Taiwan and uh, went out there to train with him for a little while to um, talk with him about some projects that we're discussing and uh, get a little treatment from him. He actually uh, did crack my back and did some body work on me at his clinic and and uh, it was great. And while the entire time I was there, I brought my my equipment with me and I, I you know shot a bunch of stuff and filmed some footage, shot some interviews. Um, mainly the interviews are for a future um, two things. One is just a video thing that I'm pulling together and then another book I'm doing uh, after well, after I finally got this one off and finished to the publishers, I'm going to take a little break and then and but I'm already kind of working on another book that um, incorporating a lot of Lee Sonam's influence on me as a kid and becoming a filmmaker. And uh, just so I talked a lot, a lot with him um, about his filmmaking techniques and his filmmaking views and what it you know what it took for him to get there and about his movies and so that was. A lot of fun, but it was it was great. You know, I get to go out there and spend some time with these guys again, and and um, had some just a, a really great time. I was out there for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah, very jealous and super excited for you know what comes out of that. Yeah, no, and you know it's uh, you know we've talked about this before. You know, we've got um, we're 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 pulling together some films, and you know as we've mentioned, is it's we're trying our best to restore some of these long lost, not so classic. <laughs> Kung right. Fu movies. Um, uh, you know, I think you and I were talking a little bit before the show that you know there are a lot of people that realize that what's surviving of most of these films are just these things we're watching on YouTube or Amazon. And you know, you get some you know copies we mentioned out of you know Germany has a few that are you know okay looking, mm-hmm. but we're we're actually you know we're trying to trying to do blu-rays and 2k transfers and even we might even get to the point where we start doing some 4k transfers of some of these films just depending on how it goes and the popularity with them and and how people but for me like for for the guys i'm working with it's of course about let's let, we need to see if there's a market for it and if so we're going right. to keep doing it for me there's there's this hope of just restoring these films because if they don't sell then we're not going to go out and and keep saving them and then they'll, the course will just whittle away if we don't get a chance to to do that but um so anyways yeah it was great going out there we were we were training with uh you know focus pads and doing a little sparring and and uh working with the collie sticks and it was a lot of fun man it was just like it was you know i'd spent some time with him before but this is the first time i kind of took it off of the 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 projects and said hey let's you and i you know work out a little bit together and and we got you know we got something uh, in the works together for for later which you know we'll we'll see if it happens but it's good cool yeah that's awesome um so that said what is the dvd release that's coming up uh deadly fingers right uh bruce's yeah no. i did the, yeah okay the, good the one coming out in feb it's uh february march uh it's bruce's deadly fingers ironically the first one you and i did yeah, together exactly so um got a nice um they had a you know there's a there's a couple of vci the company that's releasing it put out a a, a decent print of it that was um, out on DVD, and, and there's a German print, but this we're, we did a um, again, like we were just talking about. This is a, a high a high 1080 1080p. I don't know which. I gotta check what. Um, it's gonna get too technical for for listeners, but it was a 2K scan, so it's gonna look really, really, really nice. I've already watched it um, for the audio commentary I was doing. It's, it's great. You know, you're gonna see little details you didn't get to see in any other. Uh, releases and um, you know we've got some trailers on it, uh, a little some interviews, um, some 
press material from my collection that they they put in it and and uh it's it's going to be it's great and it's hopefully going to be the first of many again the more people can go out and and purchase and buy these films go pre-order them you know you can go on the the, the, the my uh twitter or on instagram or just go on amazon find the links the more these things sell the more they're going to make so yeah, that's yeah exactly the point so yeah pre-order. i know it's easy on youtube for us to just watch these these crappy versions that appear but you know if we we support the cause you know you can get more of it i'm torn in that like first off i just want to shout out to everybody who's made a point of finding any copy they have and shoving it onto you know whatever site you can put it on youtube or vimeo or whatever because i wouldn't have been able to see most of these without that um that's it because you know some of them like uh this one in particular there was a company um they were called like Millgate, I don't know. They Mills did, Creek. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They did like a a DVD release with this on it, but it was like fifty kung fu, fifty kung fu movies, and you know, obviously right. the quality. They was, actually, are, they actually have Acapulco Heat. They're the uh, ones that put out Acapulco Heat. Very nice. Well, yeah. and, and in this they case, they do that. They, like, no, yeah, they grab like whatever they could, right? Because like I guess the copy I watched right. on public domains. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. The copy I watched on Amazon Prime is the same copy they had, which has all the tracking issues and all that stuff. So if oh, I gotcha. Yeah. So if you can, well, again, you'd be surprised that you know most of the like. That's why I keep beating this. I know some people are you know feeling like oh yeah, there's some great copies out there, but the thing is, there most of the the, the versions that you're seeing are either fake cropped. Um, like uh, whether from the 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 anamorphic releases and that just means they're slightly blown up and then mm-hmm. drop people are dropping mats on and going this is what it really this is the widescreen but it's not it's right. i mean it's like fine it's a movie i get it but if you really want to see what the original framing was you know you're missing details on the left and the right sometimes the top and the bottom plus you know with these uh, the way we're we're transferring these you're getting a much higher resolution image so the colors are coming through better the you know you're seeing more of the details and i mean it it, you could argue well i don't really give a crap about that and 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 just be fine with the whatever you're seeing that's i'm okay with that but i'm just saying for those that are looking to try and preserve this stuff the best we can a lot of this has not been done nobody's putting in this effort we have like i said and i'm looking forward to the day where i can tell you exactly you know, tell everybody who's listening exactly which ones we have. But we just didn't actually since our last show, we've transferred a couple of really, really good and important Kung Fu films uh, onto 2K, a couple that are going to blow people away. And I, I, I'm just I'm glad we're doing this because otherwise they're just going to sit in somebody's shelf as a 35 millimeter print or the best we're going to get is this these these YouTube videos, which to go back to your point is, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that people in, in the past have put these up as well because in some cases this is going to be the best we're ever going to get i mean we're not obviously not going to be able to restore every single one of them so sometimes it's just going to be what you know you have but um luckily it's uh, you know i think 2018 and we're recording this on new year's day at the moment but the 2018 is it's gonna we're gonna have some good stuff but some people uh they like the grittier the copy it makes them feel like they're they're getting more stuck into this, like, I was at this crummy theater with a terrible projector, and I saw this kung fu movie. Um, in my experience to this point, the better the quality, the way more enjoyable the movie. Um, I, I just, I'd much rather see, like, uh, The Dragon the Hero I watched was, like, crisp and perfect and just great. Um, 
even uh, Enter the Fat Dragon, the one out on YouTube was dark and it just wasn't nearly as good as the the one I think I found on Prime where the colors were a little better and it just made for a better experience. So Right, yeah. and here's the here's the thing about that. That comes out of this whole idea, you know, once Tarantino and Rodriguez came out with Grindhouse and mm-hmm. people started kind of jumping on and they were using this this uh, idea of emulating what it's like to watch older films much later and they were putting the cuts and the skips and right. especially Rodriguez. So the, but the thing is, it's like yeah, that's fun and that's cute, but the point is is that you will we're not first off we're not going through these films and restoring every scratch so you know it's like the scratches will still be in there the so you'll still if if the idea is to replicate what you did see in 1970 sometimes there was cuts sometimes there was nicks sometimes the reel was a little funky but there there's still a clarity to the image when you're watching a 35 millimeter projection like you you mentioned you go to the hollywood theater there in portland sometimes and watch these kung fu films and they're being projected on 35 Mm -hmm. and what you're seeing is the full you know full uh, scope image and it probably isn't always great there's a little fade to it maybe at times and there's probably some skips and some pops but that's it. You know, what you're seeing on YouTube is just muddy. It's flat. It's, you know, mo- for the most part. I mean, there's some there's a couple good copies that some people get on there, which is great. And I'm all for that, you know, but um, that's the difference. Yeah. But to that point, and we could go on and talk about this forever. I know. You know. But you can go on YouTube and find two of the same movie. And one is just it's it's nothing like you can barely make out the characters And somebody thought I need to put this up there. But, and there's usually something else. But, yeah, let's do what we can. Uh, I just implore you, go pre-order Bruce's Deadly Fingers, and let's see if we can get a whole bunch of these, because I'm in. Good. Yeah. Me too. I'm in. All right. Last thing. Uh, We got a message on ScreenMayhem.com. It was from Toby in the UK, and he said, you guys should do the Chinese stuntman. I consider it to be Bruce Lai's best, and there's a pretty good copy on YouTube. So that said, he said comparatively. Um, I, I guess that... I, I mean, uh, versus uh, an original copy or something like that. But that that's hopeful for me. Um, thanks, Toby. What do you think? Hey, Toby. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and yeah, there, there are some definitely decent copies of it out there. I think there was one. I've got like two or three, but they that um, I'm, I'm not sure if the best print is even fully widescreen. I think it's, you know, like, again, a matted widescreen, but um, it's still a good copy nonetheless. And I'll, you know, maybe if we we do that soon, I'll I'll, I'll point point you towards it. Um, but it, I, I was actually just having a conversation about this film with with Bruce while I was in Taiwan, and we were talking about it. And he's he was talking. He's he's actually got a lot of this behind the scenes footage. I think it was shot originally um, uh, by um, John Ladasky, who's the 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 guy that. So the American in the film. You haven't seen the film yet, but he's a he's a he's one of Dana Santos' students, and he he went over there. Who was some, when we were doing the uh, when he and I were training, he was talking a bit about uh, training with him and all the they were having a lot of conversations about Dana Santo. But uh, this film is you know uh, uh, Bruce really you know it was like one of his last films. He did a couple afterwards, but it was sort of like his swan song to the to doing the Bruceploitation. The film itself is very similar to Dynamo about a sort of a disgruntled worker in the film industry about, you know, how it's run and how he's being used in the, in the business. Uh, but it's definitely a great film. We will certainly talk about it. Uh, we've got a list of films to still go through, but that one's, uh, I think on it coming up for sure. Thank you, Michael. As always, this was a, this was a great one. Um, yes. 
you know, I've I've got to see the full breadth of Dragon Lee. Well, no, the, you haven't yet, but okay. you're getting you're getting you're getting a taste of it, and I think we'll uh, we're gonna get you that soon. But yeah, I, I think I think I got the kung fu fever, and I'm I'm glad oh, yeah. we had I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it. Yes, and on New Year's Day, um, yeah, this was the best way to start the year. Bring the new year in right, baby. Yeah, they say whatever you do at the beginning of the year, you're gonna do it all year long, and if it's talking about uh, Bruce and kung fu movies, I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> Till next time. All right, my man. Well, I'm looking forward to 2018 and much more of this this uh, Bruce stuff. <laughs> <laughs>